You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, we are back. It is the unofficial 40 podcast brought to you by MidFirst.com. And the uh, MidFirst Rewards OU credit card. Go check them out at MidFirst.com slash U40. That's midfirst.com slash U40. Sign up for the uh, OU Rewards card, credit card today. All right, uh, we are back. It's time for TCU, but we're coming off of a Baylor game, a game that was uh, amazing to be there live for and see. And uh, I know, boy, it has been kind of, uh, I think a lot of people are kind of fighting off crud. And it's like Lincoln Riley's press conference on on Monday. He had a he was He was lifeless. He had a big cup of coffee. Like, he's feeling a little bit. This is a. It's we're in the grind, folks. Eleven weeks in, and I think everybody's kind of feeling it. I think it's the weather. I've I've been sick all week, but battling through it, showing up for work every day, no complaints, no days off. Me, Lincoln, Bill Beatenbow, it doesn't matter. You want some credit for showing to work, showing up to work? Huh? No, I, I'm not looking for a thank you. I'm just here to work. No, you guys are. I'm going to say, I'm going to take a moment to say that you guys are killing it. Um, the website has just had content after content after content, uh, starting with this weekend and even before that. But uh, you guys are doing a great job. Go check out the website, soonerscoop.com. Uh, sign up. A lot of great content going on. A lot of uh, great info flowing out there is uh, recruiting, you know, signing days. We're getting a month ready to away. Come up. We're just a month away. That is crazy. Like, that's the thing. People I don't know what's crazier, the fact that signing day's a month away or the fact that there's two regular season games left and senior night is yeah. Saturday. And see, here's the thing. It's like Josh can attest to this. Like, you probably don't get as many calls. You probably still get more calls, like, in February for people wanting to line you up for signing day than they do in December uh, to do, like, radio shows. Because, like, traditional media still hasn't caught up. Like... They don't realize that once signing day gets here for big schools like Oklahoma next month, it's pretty much over. I mean, there's going to be a, a couple of things here and there, but the bulk of their class is going to be taken care of in a month. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the the radio stations and stuff, they don't start working on the signing day promos until like January. Like, okay, we need to get these set up for February. Because I, I do, I still do more interviews in February, probably two to one, than I do in December and that's that's radio, who I think does a better job than probably any other yeah. medium outside of internet as far as covering this because they can do it day to day. TV, like I, I don't think they're even aware yet that there is a first signing day. Yeah, <laughs> well, sorry, <laughs> Nate Faken. Sorry. sorry, sorry to all our TV guys. As, yeah, as uh, Marquez Overton would say, bunch of old heads. Old heads well, and OGs. He talked about old heads a lot. It does make me feel slightly old that. Uh, we're reaching the point that, like, 
I covered, uh, and Bob, you're the same way. We covered Josh, everybody's the same way, but uh, we covered Mark Quest Overton's entire Jinx career. Yep. And now his Oklahoma career is mm-hmm. over. It's like, oh, God. Well, think about Stephen Parker. Like, I, I know. Mean, he was an even bigger deal as a the sophomore. S- second year in the NFL. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> not good. Not a good situation. I can go back further. I mean, from well, I mean, you've been working here for a while. I know, but it just it it reemphasizes the fact that getting old. Yeah, I don't for, like it. Think maybe for, you should settle down. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I are you looking? That. Are you looking to 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 marry? I would probably I need to jump into dating first before I jump into marriage. But if there's a Russian bot with uh, a big bank account, holler at me. When it comes for my wife, it's always Jordan Evans because we started dating his senior year at Norman North. Mm-hmm. And so now that he's with the Bengals, it's like, yeah, that, that's how long we've been together now. Do you know who my my wife's is? Is Gabe Eichard. She oh, always God. remembers Gabe. <laughs> Because like that was the year I think his senior year was the year we got married, and it, uh, senior in high school. And Gabe would always like Gabe would like do her name, and he would talk. You know, like how's Tiffany doing? Like messing around. I'm like Gabe, really. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I, I, he's always the one that like. So when he you know kind of retired and is doing radio, she's like, I can't believe he's like grown up and has you know a wife and all this stuff. So that that's always going. Well, yeah, I mean he has a wife. I don't know if he's growing yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Uh, also, shout out to Ryan Aber, uh, who is uh, he, he's covering the kids' day. Tyler's got to be there, too, then. Tyler Palmatier from the Northern Trace. Oh, they're dabbing. They're dabbing we're, we're and flossing. Out. Dabbing and flossing. <laughs> you know what? It's a, it's a really bad... And thank God that Jerry Sandusky's not there today. Uh, it's a really bad example for the Oklahoma women's basketball team to just blow these teams out in front of these kids, that could be considered bullying. Yeah, it? I mean, I think, I think they should have a close game and everybody Sherry like five hundred dollars, uh, five hundred thousand dollars. She's been stealing from the university for far well, too isn't long. Isn't that what the? It, what, wasn't that the penalty for that little league coach that won like sixty to fifteen or something? Like oh, he had to pay uh, back five hundred dollars. Yeah, or I think it was something stupid like that. Because they 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 are not supposed to score more than like. You're not supposed to beat a team by more than like 35 or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, I think it was 35 or something like that. God. I'll tell you right now, Carrie, I don't think. Oh, my. Oh, we got a basketball stuck in the rim. Nobody's, Jump ball. Nobody's going to be. They <laughs> no got to bring out the ladder. Get the broom out. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no, I guarantee I turn this on. There's nothing but screaming kids. I mean, oh it's my like. Gosh. It's like when you go to like a bird sanctuary, except for kids. They're just screaming. Just high pitched shrieking. It's unfortunate. This is the that most you... miserable day to have to. I mean, oh, I like, it has to be. I don't hate kids. I like kids. I like nieces and nephews and stuff. I'm just saying, an arena full of kids screaming at the top of their lungs, not an enjoyable experience. No, it would, it would be a uh, be an interesting interesting morning. Although you can't even play the uh, Al Ishback uh, softball game. Because you can actually see if the referees are male, male or female. You know, his game for softball is you try to guess if it's a male or female behind the plate. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. A lot of lesbians in that sport, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. <laughs> Uh, I actually let's before we get to Josh and 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 all that stuff. There was a basketball game this week since we hit on the that the women are playing right now. We, they played William and Mary. A good game. It was a really good game. Well played game. Uh, and I I mean that might be 
that might be one of those games when it comes tournament time that that really ends up helping you. Oh, it's, hard, I, it's, it's better that know. they won the game, right? Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard I don't to think know. William and Mary's very good. You know, they were four zero going in, and they're not expected to do much in the Colonial, but they played really well. Nathan Knight was a terrific he's, player. He's a good ball player, and they had to gut it out. I mean, I they closed on a ten two run, put the clamps on them in the last four minutes, and that would have been a bad, bad loss. Instead, you know, maybe it turns out to be a good win. Regardless, it's a late game win. Got some of those freshmen an experience as to what you have to do going down the stretch. This game on Thursday, Maryland Eastern Shore. This should be over with like 10 minutes left in the first half. This is one of the worst teams in all of college basketball, and that's saying something. Maybe maybe they can finally have a game where Davian Harmon can have a game where he finally just kind of goes off a little bit offensively. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be he needs that. You know, ever since the, the very first game, and, uh, you know, Lon Kruger said last week Harmon was battling illness during the little two neutral site games. He played better Monday, did better distributing the ball and not forcing things. And I... Thursday should be a showcase spot for a lot of different players. Get Reed Streller some run. Corbin Merritt. Ooh. It's, it's, it's time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I did think it was funny. Like, everybody's talking about... <laughs> okay. Are you speaking English? Those are walk-ons. <laughs> well, Corbin Merritt's a scholarship player, but... By the way, it's got to be... There's There, there has to be... There's got to be somebody famous that's been like this before, but the whole thing about Davian Harmon... Shooting left-handed and not being a natural lefty is really weird. It is. When I get a chance, when we get deeper into the season, I want to ask him more. When that is when so, but I mean, it's like it's not like a lot of people would teach their kids to bat left when they throw right. But I don't know what the what's the benefit. Phil, Mickel, of doing Phil Mickelson's this. right-handed. Is he plays right-handed? Golf, plays golf left-handed. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I wonder if it's uh, I wonder if it's easier to be right-handed and then do things left-handed than be left-handed and do things right-handed. He passes a lot with the right, like one-handed passes, sho- you know, shovel underneath with the right hand a lot. I mean, and one example I know from boxing, Oscar De, uh, De, La, De La, Hoya. La Hoya is left-handed, but he would fight in a right-handed stance. Hmm. I think that's the first time boxing's ever been. Uh, it better come up more mentioned on unofficial <laughs> forty. Not bad for a dead sport, but. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's move on to football. With Josh uh, and Josh, um, you, you want to? Do you want to apologize to the University of Oklahoma football nice. program? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's due. It really is. Um, yeah, I, I there's there's no other way to say that. I it was I I'm torn because I look at it and at that moment in the game, I don't know how you feel differently about that situation. Like <laughs> that team looked like it was shipwrecked. Like it was it, lost. It was, they were dead. I, I, I mean, you know, we're talking about our group DM and I'm like, I, I, I mean, guys, you know, last week I was like, I'm still kind of believing in this defense. I still think it has a pulse. And I was like, I, I was just wrong. I think I was mad cause I was so wrong on that take. And then all of a sudden, that kind of came out right, but it, it's kind of like the bet early in the season. I should have just left it alone and could have come back smart, but instead I'm the guy that said they should have benched Jalen Hurts in the mid-second quarter. So I, you got to own it. I said in the uh, instant analysis, like I wasn't, I wasn't advocating that he get benched, but I was like seriously looking to see like if Spencer Rattler was warming up, like it was that bad. The thing it was I terrible. Kept, I was stressing, you got to use more than Basquin and Miller. That game wasn't going to turn around if you just kept throwing it 
to those seniors who make might get six or seven yards, but also go down when the very first person touches them. Were you more yep. su- were you more surprised with what they did defensively in the second half, or I guess just their ability to put together? And I want to look at I want I need to look it up today at some point. But when was the last time OU went on? What was it? They had four touchdowns, right? Twenty eight points, uh, four drives of. 13 plays or more. And that, that in fumble, one game. that fumble on, on the goal line was a long, oh, yeah, long that's drive, right. too. That's right. Yeah. That that whole that's the thing that I don't think gets enough merit. Like Oklahoma it didn't it's not that they changed who they are or what they were doing, but they just finally were like, Okay, we're just gonna take what you give us, and it's what they wouldn't do against Iowa State, and it's why they got in all that trouble. And Baylor basically Iowa State tried to do the same thing that Baylor succeeded in doing. But oh, you had CD Lamb, and they got away with it. Like they were yeah. like that that deep ball to CD Lamb on the first touchdown against Iowa State. That ball should never be thrown ever, ever, ever. But CD Lamb's so damn good, it, you're like, oh, touchdown! Everything's He's a safety fine. net, yeah, exactly. Like, and in this one, they kind of were like, okay, we're actually going to have to earn this and just eat up five, six, seven yards rather than waiting for the home run to happen. Though I still think in a couple of situations. He had Theo Weiss on that deep ball on the yeah, on the eventual yeah. field goal drive. He had him there to be hit, uh, and there was a couple others that uh, Theo was open on one. And I'm trying to remember what he ended up doing with the ball. He went over the middle, I think, on a short pass to. I, it doesn't even matter, but like he had Theo outside if he'd have seen him. But you could tell. I mean, he finally just realized I'm going to have to trust Lee Morris. I'm going to have to trust Theo Weiss, and. I, I've said it all week. Lee Morris, that was like a Geno Lewis game. Like third down, tough situation. Yep. Get the ball to Leo, Lee Morris, and seven, he's going to move the chain. Seven catches, seven first downs. Yeah, That's wild. That I didn't realize amazing. that until like Monday, that every catch he had was for a first down. Well, and, and the thing, the other thing that was impressive is that, you know, and you did the Monday morning idiot, but, you know, just, just watching for the, I think for the first time, maybe in a month, that, you saw Jalen Hurts like show some pocket awareness, some moxie, and stay in there. And what what you really noticed was like he had a few. I mean, like I don't know that this has ever happened the entire year, but he had two or three times where someone hit his arm as he was throwing. Like he's never stayed in the pocket long enough for that type of pressure to develop, and he did that in the second half. It was amazing. He he looked. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a guy that I can think of that had a bigger transformation in what he looked like as a player in the first half to the second half. Mm-hmm. He was so frenetic and just couldn't – like you, you could tell every time the ball was snapped, he was waiting for that pressure to come and, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there. Well, Baylor just drew up such a good game plan for him with them blitzing those outside linebackers over and over, just keeping him in the pocket. Like it was almost a mush – excuse me, a mush rush – but it wasn't. They they were getting the pressure they needed to get, but they just weren't going to allow him to bounce outside and beat them up the middle. And Bravey and Roy and those defensive line, they did a nice job really fighting Oklahoma's offensive line to a stalemate. Yeah, but I I I, I don't think he played a great game, but give it up to R.J. Proctor, too. I mean, he at least stabilized them a little bit. I thought he was solid. I mean, like you know, and I, it was in the report card. I I think I for, I left him off, and I forgot. I would have had him like a seventy three, seventy four. It wasn't dominant or anything, but it was. I mean, Eric Swenson. I don't know if he's not healthy. I don't know what it is, but he's 
That's why I asked. That's why I asked. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he is healthy. And I don't. I mean, there's been moments he's been solid. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a twofold problem because even when he's healthy, you know, and I know we'll get into the playoff conversation, but you kind of can't avoid the topic of conversation of Chase Young versus Oklahoma's tackles and what a nightmare that looks like. Yeah, that would be very bad. Because, I mean, James Lynch gave Adrian Ely plenty of problems on the other side as well. And, I mean, Lynch, don't get me wrong, Lynch is a good player. There's no shame in that at all. But um, it was it was kind of an eye-opener that, you know, and, again, Ely's probably injured as well. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of problems on that offensive line. But all in all, I mean, you come out of that thinking, oh, they didn't play that well. And Oklahoma, you know, rushed for 200 yards, you know, had a – what almost 550 in total offense i mean 95 plays yeah you're not doing that if your offensive line's not successful the 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 first half was just so weird too because and again it was kind of like the fourth quarter against iowa state as far as off the offense put the defense in such a bad spot with two turnovers basically inside your own 35 I mean, and yes, you could have held them to field goals or whatever, but it doesn't help when the you know you have a turnover though, and they throw a touchdown on the very next sure. play. Sure, like or it run just it in or it, whatever, yeah. it, they put them in such bad spots that you couldn't really blame. I mean, what Baylor had like 164 yards or something in the first quarter, and that was crazy. It, the you look at the stats at halftime, they basically were the same. Yeah, and OU was down by three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. They just, I mean. The, they played. They gave that game away on offense in the first half, and and like you said, defense. They don't deserve as much blame as the offense, but they weren't good either. I mean, they. I will say this: like what, what makes Baylor really good defensively? It, it, we talk so much about their their guys up front. I thought it was for the most part, kind of a stalemate. You know. In terms of in the second half between those two, in the first half they they clearly affected the game, um, but man, their safeties, their their they defensive hit. backs, they their linebackers, they it's a very hit, physical man. game. Just they are the most down on the physical field, could, defensive team I've seen in this league in a long time. There were a couple times that you know Hertz would pick up five six yards, not real big runs or anything, and just get punished yeah. at the end. I mean, they knocked out his his visor. Yeah, that was pretty badass. You had a good shot of that, too. You did. Uh, I, I think the guy who did it was the Chris Miller kid. Kerry, did he remind you of Brandon Everidge a little bit? Just that reckless, like he's yeah. going to tear yeah. his shoulders apart the way yeah. he plays. But I respect the way he plays so much because that dude's just 100 miles an hour all the time. Well, you know what's funny is Jaden Davis was that guy when the season started, and I kept saying to myself, like, oh, God, that's like – I've seen this before. I've seen it with Derek Strait. I've seen, like, these guys, their shoulders are just going to shred. Like, Jaden Davis is, he's not going to last if he just keeps flying in well, like a missile. he ain't tackling anybody anyways nowadays. Yeah, I mean, now, I think he's just worn down as a freshman because he is, he is not bringing that same intensity right now. You know, the group that I don't think got enough credit in that game was the secondary. Yep. I thought they played a re- – Parnell Motley had a hell of a game. Yeah. Had the fumble that really – I think that was the moment – they can say, God, oh, it? we believed at halftime and everything. That was the moment that it felt like, okay, we th- this really might happen I've, here. I've, I've, been, been, I, I've been on the field for 10 years now, I guess. For 10 years of Oklahoma games, that is the most energetic, uh, reaction. lively reaction <laughs> that I've seen from an Oklahoma sideline – I think you hit it right on the nail uh, head, though, Josh, just as far as 
that was the moment when they that fumble. That was the moment that they were like, "Okay, this is a fourteen point game. game now." Yeah, it's still what was there like twelve minutes left in the third quarter? Like, I think not only in to an extent, I think just holding them to a field goal before halftime to cut it to twenty one or to keep it at twenty one was just as big as anything else. Because if you go back down twenty five after you had just scored. I think that kind of takes a little air out of their sails, and if if you will. And then what's yeah. funny, of course, is after the Motley Fields fumble, that's when Hurts fumbles at the goal line, and you think that's it. Yeah, you, you, I you didn't really think it take. was it though. I just thought, oh, I kind of thought it. I I did. I, I mean, they didn't have, they, they, they still have what was it? Twelve minutes left or some something? No, there? not no. There's like six. And oh, is that what it was? When Hurts fumbled. Did you guys remember? Oh, you had a long drive to start. Those were two long drives. Yes. And it's like you don't have that many bullets to keep firing. I just you didn't needed. feel. I didn't feel like it was over or like they lost their chance. I just. I figured like Baylor would they, score. I just figured it was like, okay, this is kind of one of those signs, like it's just not your night type thing. Yeah. I didn't really have that feeling. The minute I thought it might be OU's night was the Ramondre Stevenson fumble. <laughs> oh, it just comes how, right back up into his yeah, arms. How yeah. the hell did that happen? And I said it I said it in the idiot. Have you ever seen a more like scared football player than I've just lost this damn football while this is going on like Stevenson looks like like a wild animal trying to get a hold of that ball man he is yeah he was he like it up. he was like he moved like the, he found like a super speed to move to, yeah. like he my eyes couldn't even keep up with how fast he moved and how he ended up on that football tell you what he was on like all fours faster than he runs it kind of shows you where how much confidence maybe how much confidence they have in him or how much confidence they don't have in Pledger a couple years ago Ramondre Stevenson wouldn't have seen the field the rest of the night. And he was right back out there. Yeah. yeah. He'd be getting ready to transfer to Syracuse. Sure. And that, I, I mean, Adam still has to feel like, he's like, man, I got jobbed. He, I think, yeah. Like, he, 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 he we watched anybody him have a 99 yard touchdown yeah. run on that very field. If there's anybody that has transferred out of here that it's like, you know what? You probably, that's probably the right call. Maybe him. Yeah. Like, they, cha- they, they force your hand. Syracuse sucks this year, too. Uh, by the way, small tangent. So I'm watching this women's basketball game. And I noticed this on the, on the OU website, too. I'm not really watching the game. I'm just seeing the floor. I feel like OU has a duty to remove all wagon wheel imagery from everything after what happened to the schooner this year. Like, that's just a bad image. Like, I like the wagon wheel. I do not. It's better than some other things they could throw out there. <laughs> what would you like to see removed and returned, Eddie? Uh, I mean, any dogs or bring top dog for sure. Bring back <laughs> red. Oh God! I want That's to- why I didn't go to the game on uh, Tuesday night. It was or Monday night it was because they were playing the tribe, and I don't support. I stand with the Native American community on that one. You know, they're trying to take Boomer and Sooner out of uh, the university as well. Oh yeah, they've been. Yeah, that's been on the board. I need to make it very, very clear. Those people. <laughs> I'm I'm right there with you. I it's, oh yeah. Look, I mean I, that's ridiculous. I was a history major. I know all about you know what. I mean, I don't. The land was already taken before the land run. I mean, it's not. It wasn't the boomers and the sooners that were responsible for the land being taken away. Those people are. Just, they were just there to take. They're to, just to bitching to occupy bitch. it. I mean, they're just bitching to bitch. Find something to find. 
somebody at fault for something. Oh, that's just yeah. Seems that like is, that's those college no, kids the, these days. It's been that way forever. College kids love to protest shit. They did it in my day. They do every every college kid thinks that they're going to school. Protesting in the, in the, the Vietnam 60s. War is a little bit yeah. different than no, they, they protesting really do. They want sooner, their though. moment because they watched Forrest Gump growing up, and they want their moment to to protest just like they did in the sixties. God, and smoke their dope. Well, it's medicine, Carrie. You need to. <laughs> they got Galilee out. <sighs> that was well, he was not... an idiot. So I mean, <laughs> he that, did that, that to himself. Out, yeah. Kinda, yeah, that worked out. So anyway, um, back to football. Baylor's over. Moving on to TCU. And here's the thing. All this has happened. It was a great win. What the hell team's going to show up Saturday again? Like, I mean, I this is a team that I can't sit here. I wouldn't bet my mortgage, you know, that they're going to win both of these games to end the year. I might. I think that they will. Um, Spencer Sanders has me intrigued. Yeah, I I talked about it this morning, but I, I, I've i been indicated that it's been indicated to me that Spencer Sanders isn't going to play the rest of the year, uh, or at least the rest of the regular season. Uh, I was told that he had surgery on his thumb, uh, ligament. Torn, a ligament issue, mm-hmm. same, basically the same injury Drew Brees had. Okay. Uh, so, I mean... We'll see. I, I he's certainly not going to play in Morgantown this weekend. Oklahoma State should still win. Uh, how do that? How does that roll in and affect Oklahoma? Uh, you know, certainly could be debated uh, that Oklahoma has to get through TCU first, though. So we shall see. I I don't know. I part of me thinks Oklahoma wins pretty comfortably Saturday night, and the other part of me thinks that it could be a close game in the fourth quarter. And by close game, I mean you know, seven, 14 point game. I, I certainly don't think TCU is going to come into Norman and win. TCU has the problem of they've got a young quarterback that makes a lot of mistakes. Yeah. They're, they're when starting they're, a freshman on the road when they're at home, college football, you know, and they're playing Baylor. He's making plays, but he still made plays to hurt them. I mean, he threw an interception in the game. Uh, but like you go back to the game in Stillwater, he was awful. Like he single-handedly gave that game to Oklahoma state. Guys, so, so I mean, that's uh, that's your biggest advantage to me is you're playing at home versus a quarterback that's young and makes poor decisions. Don't you guys think, Josh, that in a in a really strange way, the way that they won in Waco brings a team together or creates momentum more than a seventy to three victory would have? Does that make oh, sense? I what do. I'm trying to ask. No, I, I agree. I, I do. Like, because, do I mean, they can parlay this, I guess, is what I'm saying, yep. into something over the next couple games. It's, I mean, because what you you think about it, you the Iowa State game was pretty much the same thing exact, except in reverse. You just had the, oh, you still won. They won a tight game, and they won late. Baylor, the oh, you fell behind and had to come back, and the, instead of just hanging on like they did against Iowa State – They've got that momentum. Which which week did you come out feeling better about? Iowa State or Baylor? It's Baylor, clearly. Baylor by a mile, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And when you think about it, the bottom line, it's pretty much the same thing. It's just a tight win against a probably pretty good, not great opponent. And so I, I definitely think you've got, a, you've got some momentum they've created here. 
And it's just a matter of can they use that? Because I keep getting people like, well, we're frustrated about this, that, or the other because we've seen how good this team can be. I don't think second half OU is necessarily what OU really is. Sure. I think right. it's somewhere between the two polar. You know, I mean, these are this is a north and south pole from what we've seen of this team. It's somewhere in the middle. Like, I don't think they're as good as they were in the second half, and they're definitely not as bad as they were in the first half. So the, I, I don't know where this team falls. Like, I don't know exactly where that middle ground is. But people trying to convince themselves that like oh you can play four quarters like they did against Baylor I I'm not there I don't I don't know that I believe that it's funny too to me that there's so many question marks and so many I guess not even question marks the downside of it the downers uh, the people that are only looking at the negative with this team they're nine and one they're nine and one and if you would have told anybody. That is an Oklahoma fan at the beginning of the year. If they were going to be the 36th ranked total defense in the country going into the 10th game of the season or 11th game of the season on August 1st, you would have taken that. No questions asked. Hey, guys. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Well, all I was going to say, and it, it just backs up what you were talking about. Everybody believes TCU is this great defense right now in the Big 12. Oklahoma outranks TCU in scoring defense. Passing defense, third down conversions, uh, and total defense. They are better than TCU <laughs> in all those categories. It's it's this like I, again, it's this narrative that people can't see. Oh, you had a couple of bad quarters against TCU, or excuse me, against Kansas State and Iowa State, and it's it's clouded everything else. I'm like, I don't know how you don't see how improved this defense is. But it did the same thing to the fan base too. It's like yes, it's it's. OU has got themselves in a situation that they they're not it's not a one season fix like this reputation has followed them so harshly like it's it they can't they're like you said they're ranked 36th in total defense like why isn't Rob Mullins standing up well he uh, he's well, an idiot first an idiot. I mean yeah that was bad <laughs> but like no like if it was Kirby we can get, Ho- get into the playoffs if it was Kirby Hokut. Like he came on and would and specifically address. Remember how bad OU's defense sure. was, and it pissed everybody off. Sure, but like if Kobe Hokut was speaking, like he would say, "Look, Oklahoma had a rough defense, but they're ranked 36 in the country in total defense. Like they they've gotten zero credit for improving on defense. It's not even come up well, one I, time. It just it ends. Up, and narrative. I know we're, we're getting into a playoff discussion. Before we do that, I want to talk about mid first um, because otherwise it's going to be 30 minutes from now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, it's just, I, I'm really pissed off about Rob Mullins basically. And the lack of, uh, transparency that we're getting right now about the committee. You want to hit the, uh, ad real quick and then I'll tell you why you shouldn't be worried about it. (laughs) I don't believe you, but yes. Uh, you know what you can believe is that the, uh, OU rewards card, uh, from mid first bank. We'll have your Sooner swag at an all-time high. That's right. Uh, limited time offer right now. You can earn $150 in bonuses by spending $1,000 in the first 90 days. So basically, put 1000 bucks on your credit card. You get $150 back. That's a pretty good deal. Plus, you got the big OU logo on the card, which is unbelievable. So go apply now. Midfirst.com slash U40. That's midfirst.com slash U40. Uh, it is the, they are the exclusive provider of the OU credit card. And also... Uh, you can register for a chance to win the ultimate game day experience every time you make a qualifying purchase with your OU Rewards 
credit card. So uh, put a little sooner in that pocket. Carry it around with you. Show uh, everybody that you're an OU fan with the MidFirst Bank uh, OU Rewards credit card. Okay, so Eddie says I should not worry. I'm The I'm stage not, is yours. You're, you're going to have to convince me here. <laughs> because anything that they say on Tuesday nights should be not even listened to. It's a show. Like, I, I think Oklahoma's path to the playoff is maybe more crystal clear than it's ever been. By winning out? They, they're going to need some help. Okay. You need to cheer for Arizona State this weekend. You right. need to eliminate Oregon. Or you want Clemson to lose. But if Oklahoma wins out, they're getting in. If those two things happen. If they get a loss. I think the thing on Tuesday night has become it's a joke. Terrible. It's become a complete joke. Thank because, God we're at practice Because usually. there's nothing that you take out. All it's doing is creating controversy. All it's doing is creating talking points for people. Joey Galloway's number one Joey point Gall- where the Aggies going to be ranked. Texas A&M? <laughs> that was his number Joe one Joe. story. <laughs> what the f*** are you doing? He's, I mean, like you've already got three teams from the SEC basically in it right now. Who gives a shit about Texas A&M? Like, well, you're talking about your resume. You're going to wonder where they're ranked because that's going to be a top 25 like, win. Like, he's an idiot. He's when, an I mean, idiot. I guess we, Joey we Galloway sinks, when Joey Galloway sinks low enough to disappoint Eddie... Like even Eddie's expectations were too high for Joey Galloway. That's not good. I guess his it's point. Shocking. I guess his was his point in relation to to Clemson. That's my guess. probably yeah. But at the same time, like to even bring that up as one of your first talking points. <laughs> that's why it's, nobody's uh, watching your your television show anymore. Like yeah, I, I think the Tuesday night thing, thing is has oh, become wait with a complete to joke. See what is top four? It's become be. a, I do too because it's funny. It's like it's entertainment. <laughs> it's not because I respect his opinion. I think the college football playoff committee they're saying one thing, but by the end of it, the only thing that matters to me is what is going to be on December eighth when they announce the top four. And I think that depending on how things go over the next three weeks, it could be completely different than what we're looking at right now. So why Oklahoma fans or whatever fan base you are are getting bent out of shape about it, I just don't understand it. Like, I I guess what I'm saying is I think they're all full of shit. I don't think that they believe in anything that they're saying on Tuesday night. And you could see something completely different come December 8th. It's it's really odd to me that, you know, for instance, like, that what was it Kansas State that didn't drop out this week? Or, uh, Iowa uh, State. Iowa State didn't drop out. When Baylor week. dropped one to fourteen, Iowa, Iowa yeah. State went in. They weren't in. Iowa State wasn't. Yeah, they were out me. and they came You're in. Right. <clears throat> and then Texas dropped out. Correct. Uh, Kansas State dropped out, but Oklahoma State's moving up. So it's like they find a way to keep the Big Twelve included when it, when nobody else like really cares or expects it or anything. And that's why I think like Oklahoma, if they win out and they win the Big Twelve championship, they're going to be able to come back and say. Well, Oklahoma has won out since they uh, since they lost in Manhattan. They came back from a 25-point deficit in uh, Waco. I think it's important that Oklahoma goes out and plays very well over the next three weeks, obviously. They can't win games, you know, like they did. They can't... Like last year. They can't... Yes. They, or they can't come back and have another 25-point deficit that they have to overcome. But, like I'm telling you, they're keeping the Big 12 around for a reason, and I think that it's... If they can, they're going to get Oklahoma in. And it's because of what we've always gone back to, that helmet logo. 
They can't really justify Utah over Oklahoma. There's, that's I, that's you the, really can't. leave it I don't to get Josh. That one at all. Come on, Josh. That's the that's the perfect scenario for Oklahoma. Is that the conversation becomes Oklahoma and Utah? By the way, Josh, before I throw it to you, Alabama has less than a two percent chance to get into the playoffs. The fact that they're number five right now, means it means nothing right, to nothing me. No, I agree all. with that. Absolutely nothing. With a healthy Tua, they had a case. Without him, there's no way they're putting Mac Jones. They have in a case. They had a case that still probably wasn't was good it? enough, in my opinion. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't disagree. I mean, it would have been just what you're talking about. The logo on the helmet would have sure. got him in. I mean, that would have been their argument. But it's still, um, it's still. Before you talk about that, though, sure, it's still. Everybody's screwed if Georgia beats LSU in the SEC. Yeah. Now there, there are, yeah, absolutely, yeah. there are uh, chaos scenarios that if Georgia were to beat LSU or uh, what Which happens is not if unthinkable. what happens if Penn State beats Ohio State this weekend? Yeah. Yep. Uh, what happens if Minnesota beats Wisconsin and then wins the Big Ten championship somehow? Mm-hmm. Like there are Beating definitely the yep. so like Oklahoma, you want LSU. You want Clemson, you want Ohio State all to win out. You want lack of chaos in one part and complete chaos in another. You want the Pac-12 yep. to cannibalize yep. itself, yep. basically. Yep. You, you, I mean, and to me, the LSU-Georgia thing, I just don't see it. Georgia's terrible offensively. Sure. I mean, and I don't care the problem who you is, are on defense. No, the problem is, scoring, the problem is you, Ole Miss you, just put 37 on LSU. No, I know. Oh, no, no, no. 400 I, yards I, of rushing. I, I Don't get me wrong. Like, LSU... And why is no one talking about that? Like no one, no one, <laughs> yeah, like another, outside another of Big hypocrisy. Twelve reporters are talking about how bad LSU is defensively. Like last, you year, know why, Josh? It didn't even matter how good OU was on offense. It was their defense is terrible. It's an abomination. Ole Miss, who's about to have their coach fired, just dropped four hundred yards rushing on LSU. Like you, you know how why? Is, how is that not a problem? You know oh, why? I mean, I do, I do, but I mean, it's, it's. Like, and, I, and I'll get into conversations with national guys that I respect, like Braden Gall and some of those guys, and there still is this reluctance to accept that all the things you used to say were problematic about Oklahoma, somehow they don't matter anymore. Yeah. How are these things and, all okay? And, and the things that are problematic about Oklahoma aren't problematic anymore, but nobody's mentioning that. I, I mean, guys, I would take OU's defense over LSU's right now, and I think that's insane that that's just come out of my mouth, but how do you argue it? Like, I don't think it's really up for debate. And the thing is, you know, people love to talk about, oh, the, the huge growth of LSU's offense, and fairly. That, that is a right. unbelievable turnaround. But no one's realizing OU's made a bigger jump in the national rankings of total defense than LSU did in total offense. LSU was like mid-60s last year in total offense. Now they're number two behind Oklahoma. OU was 114 and is now 36. Did you see that stat about Jalen Hurts versus Joe Burrow? That was floating out no, there today. No, I haven't. Nope. No. So uh, Jalen Hurts, when he's facing third and seven or more, okay, he converts that third down like 56% of the time. Now, these numbers, are they're not correct. They're, uh, it's, around, it's around what's it. Joe Burrow, when he faces a third and seven or, thir- or, or more, he only, completes, he only converts that third down like 24% of the time. Well, the Which immediate is, reaction would be it's because... Jalen Hurts isn't playing any good defenses, right? <laughs> Seriously, that's Bur- what that's what the that's what would come out of yeah the southeastern part of the country. Burrow sure. doesn't let it get to third down. I mean, just the fact that what, people is that are, one of the three he's faced. Yeah, 
just the fact that people are out there arguing for Auburn or Alabama to have any chance, like the the even the thought of somebody arguing that somebody that could possibly finish third in their own division should get into a college football playoff. Yeah, like just that person warped. That person are. should actually be executed. I I, I know could, I can advocate I, death, but maybe like just out of the profession. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's I what mean, I meant. Executed from social media. Think, I mean, suddenly think of how many. It would be a great day to be a reporter if all the homers from the Southeast had to suddenly go somewhere. There'd be jobs aplenty for a lot of good reporters that are currently looking for work. Clemson wouldn't have any news coverage. Oh. What? Well, and I think we've had that conversation. Clemson or Florida for you, Carrie? I know Florida blew you away that year. No, with Florida Tebow. wasn't that bad. I mean, there were a couple of, you know. We it was just the Tebow worshippers. It was more it was more Tim Tebow worshippers than it was Tua Florida right media. now. Like yeah. as Tua got hurt, like the season should be canceled. Well, well, we were about- we weren't we were joking about it, but it wasn't like a joking matter with what happened to Tua. But I mean, if you would have just been dropped into the middle of Earth on Saturday evening, you would have thought Tua died on the field Saturday. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it's not just Tua. Like people love Jalen Hurts like nationally. People, I mean, like, there's a reason he was getting all the love about Heisman and all that stuff until Joe Burrow just kind of took it away from everybody. We talked about it. People love Jalen Hurts. We talked about it last week. I still think it's kind of crazy that Jalen Hurts is going to, he's going to finish second in the Heisman. Mm -hmm. I think Justin Um, Fields. Unless Justin Fields goes off, he's finally got games, Penn State, Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, to finally do what he's supposed to do. I'm not sure it's not there for Justin Fields to take it. I I agree with you. I, it, I, well, I'm not sure it's going to be there, but it should be. Is what my yeah. Like I I don't understand. Like I I'm was talking you. to George Schroeder the other that day. That is just like a completely foregone conclusion yeah, that was, Joe Burrow's going to win it. He was talking about Chuba Hubbard, and Chuba Hubbard's having a great year. He deserves it. Here's we've gone the, we've gone over why Chuba Hubbard won't win it. Yeah, he won't win it because I mean he's not on a good enough team, but. Justin Fields and running is not getting any you know any run for a potentially winning the Heisman. I don't understand why. No, I'm with you. I'm with you there. I I, I think because it's almost like Joe Burrow and then fall off the planet and then these guys. Yeah, I don't think he's had that game that everyone watched. Yes, I mean the Nebraska yeah. game was a primetime game, but it was over mid oh, second yeah. quarter. It was so done. Was and Badgers game was all about Chase Young. wasn't about Fields. Yep. And that's the other part you worry about. Does Chase Young take some of that regional voting away from Justin Fields? A lot of the Big Ten guys, are they going to be Chase Young will get some first-place votes that should have gone to Justin Fields or could have gone to Justin Fields? Man, LSU got – has anybody ever gotten a bigger um, fake bump off of LSU's victory over Texas? Well, that's the other funny thing is LSU's went over Texas as champion by a lot of people. Yes. Oklahoma Texas does was a it, different team. And you would think that, by the way, the Texas thing about having lost now 10 straight seasons of four games or more, mm-hmm. that's one of the most shocking statistics out there. Yeah, I know you've, you've mentioned that a couple times on social media. I think it's insane. I think it's pathetic. I think it's funny. Very humorous. I think everything that's happening in Austin right now to Tom Herman is very special. And I, these are the moments that you have to truly, truly appreciate. I mean, it really is. The moment that Colt McCoy 
got hurt against Alabama in the national championship game, like they they had a little bit of juice left because you remember um, Garrett Gilbert came in that game, actually played pretty well. Yeah, never played that well again against good competition until he went to SMU. Until he went to SMU, but since that moment, like Texas has done nothing. It's amazing what just kind of has happened over the last decade. I mean, honestly, it, it feels strange saying that, but it's 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 strange in a way, but it's also kind of is what it is. It's like it's almost expected. Texas is I think the only people that really truly think that Texas is a elite program in a way are Texas fans. Like well, everybody not else Nebraska is, yet. No, no, no. They're a, they're not a dead program. No, they'll yeah. still be they're in the dead. preseason top twenty five. Sure, they will. But I I think it, they're I guess more it, they're more in that Penn State category. It speaks to how much they've underachieved. I guess is is basically kind of my point. Well, that's the thing because Texas could do this for twenty years, and there's still so much infrastructure and in state talent and all those things that if you got the right guy, he could have it right in four or five years. Like I mean, it's just they could be. You know, twenty years of Schnellenberger and Blake type stuff, and they there's just too much there, and that's why Texas is such a coveted job. If you can just get it going in the right direction, it's hard to slow you down. I mean, Matt Brown is a good, not elite coach, but he had them top five, top ten every year because he kind of got it pointed in the right direction. And once you do at a program with that kind of support system, it's pretty hard to fail. You know, it is interesting because, like, you know, Tom Herman came in and after, you know, Matt kind of flamed out and then Charlie Strong was just so-so, it's like Tom Herman comes in and they're like, oh, well, um, our facilities have fallen behind. Like, it's like they kind of like everyone else and OU was the same way, you know, in in the early 2000s. Like, it took a while for people to admit what they are. Or you know, or that they've fallen behind. It's just like with the South End Zone thing. I mean, that was that was hard to get built. Sure. Well, and, and, and the the East Side stand or the West Side stands are going to be hard to get built. It it also speaks to, and we've talked about it a lot before. But I I truly believe that to have a really good athlete, uh, football program, you need to have a really good athletic program. Mm-hmm. And you see it. You've seen it at Texas. You've seen it at Florida State. You've seen it at Tennessee, probably to a certain extent, uh, USC, probably to a certain extent. When you have boosters that think that they run the athletic program and you don't have strong leadership, it trickles down into all your sports. And it's easier to cover that You're up. saying Texas is like that. Uh, absolutely. Texas is probably worse than anywhere in the country. As far as I, I, I have a hard time believing anybody's worse than Florida State. Well, that's the last month. That's probably a fact. By the way, there is still I was curious today. It's like, mm-hmm, look over to War Chant and see what they're talking about. Who who's who's emerging as the new new guy? And there are literally still Stoops. threads and threads about people thinking that Bob Stoops is still gonna come. Oh, ye of little faith, Carrie. How do you uh how do you still justify that to yourself? Like I'm trying to think like them right now. How do you continue to justify that on November twentieth when it was a done deal on what November eighth. It was going to be done the next week or done the next day. And Eddie has he denied it in the last week? Oh, that's true. That's <laughs> true. Things change, buddy. Things change. I mean, these people are idiots. We're talking about they some, were just waiting the, for it to die down so they could do the real negotiating. We are talking about 
true, full-blown idiots. These are people that thought Bob Stoops and Kendall Bryles were going to be on the same <laughs> staff together. No, that's that's a fact. That was the ultimate. That's my fault. This is never going to that's, happen. And that you know what? That's my fault for believing any of it because there was a point where I. I had almost kind of convinced myself that Bob Stoops was going to take the job. Because of the way he was answering? like no, Just everything. Like I, I couldn't believe that people were reporting this who I don't think are idiots. Like I don't think that they're just dumb people down there in Tallahassee, but they're professionals, and they just continued to beat the drum. And I thought, well, I mean, if they're so adamant about this, they have to be basing it off of something. I mean, I, I would think if we reported something, we would put it out there with the intention that we believe something is going to happen. I mean, we're not fanboys. We don't I would hope we don't have that, YouTube accounts. I would hope that if we were that off base on something that someone from OU would call me and say, "Hey, um, um. I just want to <laughs> let you know you might you might start looking in other directions." Sure. Sure. Like I think that they would too. Yeah. And that just tells me that that tells me that the administration, the boosters, everything in Tallahassee right now is toxic. It's a toxic so, atmosphere. Did you guys get a call mid second quarter, or did somebody just walk up to you in the press box like, "Yeah, your guy that's talking about benching Jalen, could you you know go get your guy?" Go, go like, did, did you get that notice? Yeah, there were so many people that thought I was attacking you with my little quote tweet. I didn't take it that way at all. I, I didn't take it. It wasn't That's supposed fine. to be that way either. Oh, I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> I, I really. I, I said I put out a, tr a, a a poll to say what was the most embarrassing half in the history of college Oklahoma football. See, and I, I got a little. I couldn't pay attention to you guys because I was dealing with the fact that our website had crashed right at the start of the game, and so I was basically yelling at people at rivals you were internally yelling the entire half did i just look like i was yes. having an internal freak like, out i'm just gonna let him be and i mean i all I, that animosity after that prayer to begin the game oh boy <laughs> Sick em, I, I didn't get to watch the baylor line trampling and there was a lot of trampling that happened like i i, I, I got to see much. just a little bit of trampling because the damn website problem and i had no control like we have no here's the thing like People that want to tweet at me, like, fix your damn website. I can't fix anything. I don't have control. Like, like that stuff is all in San Francisco. or that. Like, I, I don't have any physical abilities to push a reset I always think it's funny, computer. like, when people bitch and complain. Not bitch, but, like, complain about something like that or, uh, you know, something with recruiting for Josh or Bob. It's like, oh, now that you asked about it, we'll go ahead and fix that for you. Yeah. Or we'll go ahead and give you the name. Like, not really how that works. We're trying over here, okay? We are owned by Verizon, a, gig a gigantic, you know, global corporation that has servers and all this kind of stuff. Like, we just, we have our own people that literally build our website from the ground up that are programmers that do all this stuff. And they're the ones that screw it up, but they're the only ones that can fix it, too. So, like, I'm not screwing it up. I'm not fixing it. It's down. I This is horrible. I hate this. I, I, you know, I'm not going to move. We're not going to move somewhere else just because we had, you know, one hiccup right before the game started. So it's just, I don't know. I, I understand. Fans don't understand that. Our subscribers don't always understand that. It's just, it's not a, we are mom and pop, but we are run by a global organization. <laughs> That's the best way that for me to explain it to you. Josh, I don't know if you want to. Sounds like something Bernie Sanders would dream of. <laughs> 
Josh, you're well, welcome to chime in as uh, as as co co owner. I I always have to start with guys. As mad as you think you are, we're far more pissed. Oh my god! Not only is it not enabling us to do our job, but we have to hear from all of you. You're individually pissed. I have to hear, and Carrie does too, from every member of the site. Like, hey, did you know this is down? Did you know? And even the guys that aren't shitty about it. And I don't even it, mind that because, like, yeah, I, I want to know if something's not working for you. Sure. But it's clear when I can't even open up a web page that something's wrong. Like, it, absolutely. No, there's. It, that's not a stop complaining. That's just a we don't get it. Like, it's never. It's like the thing when you tweet something incorrect and it's like a stat is off or you say the wrong name. 70 people are telling you and i'm like yeah i got it the first time guy but i the deleted tweet is for some reason still on your time well that's the thing like the game was so bad and i was in such turmoil the first scoring tweet for baylor i sent out said baylor takes a lead 10-3 and it was like and the website was barely working at that point and so i got like 20 (laughs) tweets like it's seven three i was like damn it well just wait it's about to be 14-3 bud So then you're deleting that, and you're you're correcting yourself, and the website's down, and you're yelling at rivals, and you know it's just five oh four gate gate gateway air. Yeah, that was not my favorite thing. To <laughs> Better see. than the five oh four boys. So I don't even know what that means. I'm just gonna pretend like you said something awful. Five oh four boys. It was a rap group. Not aware of them. All the old heads know about it. <laughs> Do I know their songs? Wobble Wobble. Okay. Okay. I think they ran around with uh, Master P, maybe. Hmm. Okay. Um, I don't even know where to go from there. Recruiting. That's... Well, I mean, let's first off, let's let's talk oh, about CD Lamb. Yeah, we talk about CD Lamb, but let's talk about just Big Twelve in general. I mean. Basically, what we know is OU and, and Baylor are pretty much secured the Big Twelve. They both have to win one game, right. and then they're they're going to rematch one of the, the Big next 12. two. Each got to go one and one. Right. OU, STCU, OSU. Uh, it's better for Baylor everybody if they go two and zero. Oh. Yeah, how Texas terrible is they're both ten and two? Well, that'd be <laughs> it'd be awful. They should cancel the game. I mean, that's what. But that's we, what they you're should cancel the game, and we could all come together and boo Bob Bowlesby. That's the thing. It's like everyone is on the precipice of this season just being over. Like that's that's what's so stressful about being. An, I'm sure for being an OU fan right now, is like they're down at halftime like that, and you're just like the season's over. Like I don't want to watch the second half. Like it, I get that whole emotion. Oh, we would have. That's where you are. If I was in charge of things, there would have been a funeral at in Waco for the Oklahoma football season at halftime. I mean, literally in my mind, I'm thinking. Could we just get up and start driving back now? <laughs> like if I you really did have if you, that. If you that was a more prevalent thought than they need to play Spencer Rattler. If you my thought process is, could we just leave? Because no one's going to read anything that we write about this game. They're not going to want to watch Eddie's videos. What would happen? What would be so wrong if we just left? Because the season's over. It would have been weird to put the Thurston quarterback in, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, if you would have told me or called me at like two minutes left in the second half or the first half uh-huh. and said, we're just leaving. I would be like, all right, let me get my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we think it like that way. No, and, and trust me, Bob, me. I knew I, I don't even have to ask Bob. He would have gone along with it because he, if he get back to the the kid, yes, he, he's all for that. And he had the grandma birthday that I had to drive 30 miles over the speed limit to get him back for on Sunday. <laughs> it worked. 
See, again, Brittany, you, you're lucky. you got a good guy we there. Never, I would have stalled out to not make that We never did that at, at Eskridge. We never drove 30 miles over the speed limit. <laughs> By the way, shout out. Like, here's another crazy thing. Like, you know, we ask you, like, buy tickets, seat geek. We're, I'm going to do that here in a second. Actually, I'm going to do that right now um, because it'll set up my next little tangent. I'm going. That was super organic. Yeah, I know it was, wasn't it? Uh, so SeatGeek is uh, your provider for tickets. Uh, they, they, they do a great job sponsoring the podcast here at Sooner Scoop. Uh, and TCU's coming up. Tickets are available. Go download the SeatGeek app and uh, go to SeatGeek.com and find the tickets that you want. It's really easy. They do a rating system from 1 to 10. They show you, like, the green, shows you uh, the very good deals, yellow and red for, you know, okay deals and bad deals. So you know exactly uh, how much you're paying and whether that's a good deal or not for you, just from opening up the app. It's, it shows you uh, Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. It shows you upper deck, lower deck, all that stuff. Uh, so go download the app if you haven't already. And uh, get your get your uh, seats through SeatGeek because uh, their experience online is fantastic. Uh, they go and 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 go all over the web, and they've got millions of tickets. Bring them into one place. And if you use the promo code Scoop, you'll get ten dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. So download the SeatGeek <laughs> download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code Scoop. Give you ten dollars off your first purchase. And uh, that'll help you out this weekend if you want to go to the TCU game. If you want to go ahead and get Big 12 championship tickets on the SeatGeek app, use your $10, $10 for that. So I uh, appreciate SeatGeek being a big part of the show. Like, And that's the thing. Like, We ask you guys to support the pod by buying some tickets from SeatGeek instead of other you know, places that you could go. And you guys do that in droves, and we really appreciate it. We ask you to sign up for a credit card. That's, that's a big uh, But we also... Ask you to buy a Lexus, which is kind of strange. Like, like, hey, support the pod, spend fifty grand. Like, that's a lot to ask. And I just want to say, I talked to Ed Eskridge because I still have the Lexus. I haven't had a chance to take it back yet. Um, but uh, they sold two Lexuses to Scoopers like over the weekend. Like, just, beautiful. That blows me away that you guys, you know, support us that much and. And uh, we really appreciate that. So people that were was my so tangent. high on life, they went out and bought Lexuses before Oklahoma Didn't shit the bed that. on Saturday night. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna say they were celebrating. They probably Saturday. They, night. they were probably like us. They're like, "Can I take this Lexus back <laughs> on Monday? I'm gonna drive well, it. Gonna and be bring all, it back. I think there's gonna be a lot of late summer babies named McLean. That, that, that's my guess for 2020. God, what if you accidentally knocked up your wife before halftime? I think there's a provision that if they would have lost, you could have put the baby up for adoption. <laughs> oh wondering where, where that was going. Just send them to a Baptist orphanage. That might be worse than raising them in a uh, broken home. I don't think they have Baptist or orphanages. Do they have orphanages at all anymore? I, I, that's I what I was no just idea. about to ask. Is that a thing anymore? I have no idea. My whole knowledge of orphanages basically is if they, a weird word uh, to say. If, if, they do, if, if they do, Lacey or Lett will find it. <laughs> That's a little Oklahoma City news joke. Uh, my whole knowledge of an orphanage is basically the Babe movie with uh, John Goodman 
forever ago when John Goodman played Babe Ruth. Oh, that's yeah. Like my, yeah. That's my entire, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's how it works in an orphanage. Okay, cool. Kids just get adopted and then they play baseball. Got it. Not a bad gig. Go win a couple. Yeah, no. <laughs> go win a couple U-Triple-S-A, uh national qualifiers. Well, you're a big Premier League guy, doesn't that go on down there where they just steal the kid from the home? Like, didn't that happen? Didn't that happen to Messi? They just like took him out of his home and put him in a soccer orphanage. It it astonishes me, like how that works over there. Like they signed a 13 year old from Sevilla today. I'm like 13. How like how do his parents? But I don't. There there's just no infrastructure in some of these places. And you can tell, like, it doesn't happen to the English 14-year-olds very often. It's some kid from Estonia or some place where they're like, they have no public education at all. Like, this this is the kid's literally only hope out of that hellhole. Hmm. Some would say those are Al-Qaeda strongholds, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so we were talking about Big 12 standings, and you wanted to go in... Somebody wanted to go into... Uh, I mean, we have to talk about CD, CD Land. Land. Yeah, that, CD Land. That entire yeah. episode on Saturday... Has been fascinating. Uh, the fallout on Doesn't the message boards has sense. been fascinating. Um, I honestly, guys, I have no idea. I'll, I'll just be honest. I have no idea what's going on. I thought it was one thing. Yeah. I don't think it's that now. Uh, I still maybe have an inkling that it's something, but I, I really have no idea where we even, how we even present it. Yeah, it's it's weird. And put it this way, I, look, I know I for a fact be... he was on the on the practice field. On Tuesday afternoon, I don't want I, you know. The last thing I want is for us to turn a blind eye to to things, and it, it's not. I I don't understand why Lincoln Riley can't at least say, uh, "Well, you know, he's out for the year because he tore his ACL or MCL." Like he won't even do his lower lower body injury. Like it's not that though. I know for a fact it's not that. No, 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 no. no, no. Talking I'm not talking about CeeDee Lamb. Like Kenneth Mann. Oh, oh like okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he won't even do that. Now it's just season ending. Yeah. He doesn't even say what it is. So you got to go to Alex Grinch for the real news. You got to go to Grinch. Yeah, the secrecy thing of it, I don't think it's good. Because, And here's why. And I'm not saying anything's going on, but you look at what happens around college football. Look at Baylor. I mean, when you start covering things up, uh, it can lead to really... Once you get used to just covering things up and not giving information... Uh, how much are you you going to start getting away with? And you, you cannot. I'm not saying that we have to be watchdogs, but you know, if somebody is suspended versus and, and you say that it's medical, that's a lie. That's that's not. Now, are you trying to justify it by saying, well, when I said medical, it's a mental health issue, not a physical? Like, is that where he's going with that? Like, so I don't want to get into this blame game or saying that Lincoln Riley is lying to us or that he's wrong or that he's he's pulling the wool over eyes because I don't know. Like, I, trust me, I scoured through police reports. I went through incident reports. I looked at everything I could to try and put two and two together because the rumor has been out there that we he know got the into rumor. a fight. Right. Yeah. We know the rumor. But and that you he'd can't. been suspended. you got to do more than that. And so, you know, yeah, you have to be able to, to say... Okay, here he was in a police incident. He was arrested, or uh, you know, he at least was questioned. Or he, you know, if you go and get a police report and it says you know C.D. Lamb's name in there, whatever, fine. Uh, or you talk to witnesses, whatever. We haven't uncovered any of that stuff, so I'm not willing to sit here and say, oh, he was definitely suspended. Lincoln's covering it up. It very well could be a medical issue. I mean, it very well, and I, you know, whether I don't think if it is a medical issue that it's concussion because right we know of that what much. we saw in the of the pregame. 
You don't go through interviews the entire week, go through full warm-up, bouncing around. Talking to the media. He, with a concussion. Yeah, and I think he had a press conference. He was part of a press conference that week, too, wasn't he? He came in Monday morning. He, he did the and Monday. And he has bright lights. The you Monday know, the, deal. The press yep. conference stuff, you have really bright lights in your face. Like, it's not a concussion. And then he did the game day feature, which obviously ruffled a few feathers with Herbie and Fowler. Thanks, Josh, for getting that locked down. Oh, yeah. That, that, I mean, they... They went on about it for a little while. Like, and, you know, I, I've seen OU fans like, oh, it's so funny. They're so rustled. That's not good for no. you. It's <laughs> because not, and the it's next not time funny. Game Day wants to do a feature, they're going to think, well, are we sure we want to do that? Because we don't know if that kid's even going to play. We can't trust what OU's telling us. It's, it's just, at it's the end of the day, it's a, it's a bad yeah. look. Yeah. It's yeah. a bad look. And, and to a certain extent, that's why there's like checks and balances everywhere. Like, you can't just lie about things and, and, and shut everybody off to the world. It, it's still a public university at at the end of the day, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. mean, is that the wrong way to look at it? Problem is that you know universities now are the public funding is so little compared to what it used to be. They can kind of get away with, or they feel yeah. justified sure. in getting away with not well. Divulging and there is a fine line to walk. I mean, I, I understand that Lincoln can't tell us everything, or you know, like I, I understand that he he's got to be a little cautious, and there's some gamesmanship in it and that kind of thing, but. You can do those things. Like I don't remember ever thinking Bob Stoops just lied to us. Like just flat no, out. No, he had he had a mis- lot of integrity that way. And the I, Jason Lincoln, White I'm, after the Jason White thing happened and George Schroeder busted him on that. Like he never really did that again. Violation of team team rules, discipline. Like there's yeah. a lot of things you could have used. And if it's not a if medical it, issue, if it's if legitimately it's not, yeah, not. If it's not a medical issue. Uh, and you're trying to protect his draft, draft status. I'm sorry, b- like Bolitnikov. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm sorry, but if you do something to screw up and get suspended, it needs to be like that. Should be the rule across the board. Like it, it you shouldn't be able to be, be protect someone from you know a suspension because of something they did off the field. I'm not saying that we for sure know that's what's going on. We're just saying when you when you carry yourself a certain way and you you're you cover you you know it's it's kind of thought that you cover things up or don't you know, aren't truthful about things at what point do we say you know we can't trust you and i mean i think that's you know kind of how espn feels after this week and look if he would have got hurt thursday and they would have come out and said yeah he got hurt late in the week in practice and and we couldn't get him ready like then that's i think espn would totally understand that but he basically said, yeah, we knew early in the week he, he wasn't going to be able to go. I just don't understand how the keeping it a secret or whatever you want to call it. You might say it hurt the team because because if you know and everyone knows you don't have C.D. Lamb, like you're going to prepare like you don't have C.D. Lamb. And maybe the team was doing well, that the whole they, way. But, but all they said was they had a great week of practice. It was, it yeah. was the best week of practice we've had since I've been in Norman. I think is what Riley said at one point, and you come out and you get your ass whooped for two quarters. But it took him a whole half to adjust to not having CD Lamb. It did. It was strange. Absolutely. I, did. In a way, it almost took Jalen Hurts. It seemed like a whole half to get yeah. adjusted. I don't know about everybody else, yeah. but no, you're right. Right. yeah, could have been just him. in. In a way, it it just seems like it creates more like the I don't. I guess what I'm trying to get at is the speculation or the secrecy or whatever you want to call it. I don't understand how. From inside the Oklahoma program, that as that isn't seen as 
a negative in that it's going to create more controversy. It's going to create more rumors, more innuendo. Well, yeah, it's just like with Kennedy and Brooks. Maybe, maybe All these they rumors just came care. out that he was suspended and he wasn't. Maybe the joke's on us. They just don't care. Or I, maybe they don't They don't hear it. But They don't have to deal outside, with the impact of Outside it. of the program, I don't know why, for a guy that cares about every single little detail about his program, I don't know how he just, in a way, sleeps at night knowing that there's there's rumors and speculation and innuendo out there on one of his players. I, I just I kind of think that's weird. And then what if someone tries to use that against them going down the road? Like, if they get in trouble, like, oh, why don't you do me like you did Lamb? Yeah. It's a slippery slope. But like we said, we have no proof. No proof yet. Sorry, guys. That, you know, that he was suspended, uh, that there was any kind of a fight. And, and a, certainly not an arrest because there's no record of that. And in a way, I really kind of done talking about it until Saturday. And if he doesn't play on Saturday, then I think you kind of push a button and say, all right, what's going on here? Yeah. And I I guess I'll just throw it out there that I think he will play on Saturday. What's kind of funny is I think we were ready to prod a little bit Saturday until the huge comeback. Yeah. Because think you're just the storyline. Maybe Lincoln Riley is just that good of a coach that he told his team to get down <laughs> by 25, come back to cover up the C.D. Lamb suspension. How about that? That's that's and obviously I don't think that that's, that's a heavy truther movement right there. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't think I'm there yet. <laughs> okay. Um, recruiting last home game of the season, uh, as we mentioned at the start of the pod. You're a month away from signing day. Um, what do we know? What, I mean, what? How is OU going to use this weekend coming up? Is there? Uh, are, are they scrambling to find guys to come in? Uh, are they? Are you know? A lot of times they'll bring a bunch of uh, you know guys that are already committed to come in to be with those guys. I mean, what, what's this weekend shaping up like so far here on a Wednesday, Josh? Well, it, it's been kind of an interesting deal, and it's the same thing we talked about a couple of weeks ago with Iowa State. There's just not many targets left. There's not many guys that haven't already taken their officials. So you're going to get a lot of unofficials. You're going to get you know a lot of the the local guys. Uh, you know, Andrew Rain won't be one of them because he's playing at the same time on Saturday night. So. There are some limiting factors. Um, I have to wonder I know if he's dedicated of, to the class if he's not going to miss his high school game. Yeah, I won't miss a state semifinal to play. You know, to to come watch an OU game. You it's, in, you out. Kind of shameful. You it's in, almost, or you out. It's almost a small miracle that BA even made it to the state semifinal this year. Yeah, they uh, had to come back and beat Union, right? Yeah, they scored twenty-one points in the fourth. They've wow. been I, I, such a weird team this year. I just can't believe we're living in a world where Tulsa Union's not in the state semifinals. Like that. That's just so weird to me but jinx is uh, what if i would have told you that after we walked out of those spring tours josh i the way the districts jinx, worked i think say it's it's as much about how the schedule played out sure jinx played broken arrow they ain't there either yeah that's true. um but you know i mean but you know, I, I get what you're saying eddie because there's like i i was looking at you know okay am i coming up for the state playoff weekend and then i'm looking i'm like if that's jinx and Broken Arrow, I, I've seen Broken Arrow, and Jinx doesn't have anything I need to see, which is just a unbelievable sentence for me to say after years of covering those guys. Um, but, yeah, when you're looking at it, I, I expect probably three to four official visitors. I know a lot of people have asked me about Chandler Morris, the quarterback. I have not heard any word that he will be on the official visitor list. Um, just makes sense because he, he plays third. He does. Yeah. 
Yeah, he has a Thursday playoff game against Magnolia, and I think that is what everybody was... start a high school? <laughs> no, a, a greater Houston area, actually. Do um, what Dion couldn't? I, that, and that's brutal. I like, might be next the in line to be the head coach at Florida State if that's the case. <laughs> Chip Jones, or Chip uh, Gaines, next head coach at FSU. That would... I, Heard it here first. I, I mean, that you'd think they'd recruit the mamas really well. I mean, they'd, they'd get into a lot of houses. Um, but, no, I, I, I have not heard that he will take an official visit. The only guy that I have 100% confirmed is Jacorian Bennett, the uh, defensive back from Hutchinson Community College. I have a couple other I'm trying to confirm, but I just don't want to run with those until we know. Uh, Bennett is a guy that Oklahoma offered about – I think it was about 10 days ago now. Yep. And they've been in frequent contact. It's all sounded pretty good. He released a top six the other day. And I'm not going to try to remember all the schools, but it was kind of Oklahoma and a bunch of kind of middle-of-the-road programs. I mean, let, you know, let's just be kind of honest about it. And so I think if Oklahoma wants to push for him this weekend, I, I've got to think they're in pretty good shape. There is not Josh, a lot there that would tell you they can't compete when it gets to the hutchinson kids is it bennett and ronald williams or or i i think it would be and just because ronald williams i had someone tell me the other day that, that ronald williams may be the number one corner on alabama's board and so that kind of tell i mean and you're talking about a prototype for what alex grinch had said he wants he's six two six three 190 pounds He's a guy that comes in probably as a day one starter. I mean, he's there's a lot to like there because there it, it wasn't actually him I went to see when I was going through Hutchinson film, and I'm trying to remember the name of the other. They've got another defender that's got a lot of attention, and I thought, oh, you might get involved. And so I was kind of checking his tape, and I was like, well, let me see this Williams kid. And this was back when he had like Kentucky and some you know some good offers, but nothing like what he's got now. And then you know, about a month later, he's blown up. So um, I don't, I don't think OU's really in play with him. He's a kid from East Louisiana. I think he'll probably end up, you know, being an SEC guy. So I don't think it really comes down to mattering that much. So Bennett's probably the focus right now. And then you've got the new offer to Kendall Dennis, and we can get into some of those things of kind of what's happening positionally. But as far as the weekend, I, I don't see more than three or four official visitors being that realistic. Now, since the last pod, we've had eyeballs and and uh, confirm, right? Or was, did that happen before the last pod? Uh, ye- Marvin yeah. Mims, yeah, Mims, he, Mims he, went down. I th- Lincoln tweeted the eyes that morning, I think, before we recorded, and then Marvin went down that night. Okay, I think is how that played. Bob, do you get upset when eyeballs get taken care of? Do you like it when better when the eyeballs are left out there? No, because there's too many people asking. They don't know what's what's left. Is there is there two? Is there three? Is there one? I like. I mean, I like when the eyes go out, and then within an hour or two, the kid announces. Just make it over and done with. For those who aren't members, that's one of the best things that we do on the site, and it's all Bob. Bob tracks every eye, so you can always go and look, and he's got a log of okay, this one from six months ago is still unaccounted for but this one two days ago okay that's marvin mims you know that that happens so that you know we get all the and i know bob gets them too we get these questions on twitter all the time like who's this guy what when is this going to happen bob's got a track of it you can always see and kind of keep keep up to date with these are the ones that have been claimed (coughs) wow excuse me 
these are the ones that have been claimed, and here are the Linda, ones. Linda, get him something to drink. <laughs> oh, Linda didn't bring me any water. She's back to every other week. We've we've kind of had a falling out. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, it's, poor Linda. You poor think Linda. uh Linda's going she wants more money. <laughs> That's what happens. You want me to call ice? <laughs> Listen to yeah. me, Linda. Listen. It'll be sixty a week or uh I don't know. Might have to make a phone call. Sixty a week or I'm calling up uh the border patrol there. Uh That's what happened with my I, lawn guy. He wouldn't come every week until I paid him more. That's called Negotiating, <laughs> bargaining, power to him. You lost. I don't see how that's uh, that's negotiating though. I was offering to give him. You need a twice service as much money as I was giving him if he would come every week. Oh yeah, I guess that does make sense, or doesn't make sense. No, I guess he just Carrie, felt like if I could afford thirty bucks every week, that I could pay fifty bucks every week. Did did he see the inside of the house, Carrie? Oh no. <laughs> okay, I was going to say because he might have known. Like I you gotta realize, this guy's bluff. we're in we're in mid November. There, I, I don't know, guys. Would you say it, it's gotten a little worse? But it's not as bad as it's been, right? It's worse but better. Yes, I would say that. Worse, I like that. Wor- worse, worse but, but better. better. The offices remained fairly clutter free. Yeah, we're good throughout here. the year. The pod. The pod. I think we're good studio. here. That's because most of the shit is out it's there. It's all there. <laughs> you need to, uh, you know what you need to do? You need you need to, what they need to start doing at Lloyd Noble, just partition things Curtain off. Things yeah, off. To where you I saw the OU you hoops, I saw the OU Hoops guy advocate, guys advocating for curtains on the upper deck, and then everybody just gets moved down. I honestly, the, like, not really that surprised. I mean, a Tuesday night game against William & Mary that starts o'clock. at 6 o'clock yeah. isn't going to draw. Hell, I mean that Davidson game with Steph Curry was like a six o'clock start on a Wednesday. I think, I think if I remember correctly, there's a lot of people with that though. That was a sellout. For it wasn't a sellout. I don't think Blake had any sellouts. Yeah, there were. Yeah, there were. Uh-oh. I don't think so. <laughs> what? Yeah, your revisionist history. That was not a sell. I mean, it's impossible to to know because they always. I mean, they'll sell Blake all the tickets. Blake one hundred percent had sellouts. Well, sellouts a, technically, but butts in the seats. No. Yes, absolutely. No. You're not, absolutely. You're not right. You're not right. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not even going to argue this because I know I'm right. We have we have old tape video. <laughs> we have to get it there out. Was a, there was a game that I... I, I will show you pockets Beasley versus empty seats. Beasley versus Griffin. That was a, that was that a was good a game. That was a sellout. That was a lot of people. You, there was nowhere to stand. That's probably the most attended Blake Griffin game ever. I would. I. I just don't. I mean, believe you got to think Kansas and Texas. Now, maybe some of those other, like a Texas Tech at, at that time. Kansas that, would was full because all the Kansas anything. fans would come and. Well, yeah. Make Towards it the full. end of that year, they were selling out for sure. I don't think oh, so. Oh boy, people show up when OU's good. We need to, in basketball. We need to ask Halk about this. That'll be a good discussion when we see him. The closest for me was the last year of Buddy. That was about as full as I've seen Lloyd Noble. Those buddy Kansas games were good. Yes. So. It's one of my life's greatest uh, regrets is not going up to uh, Lawrence. I know, and I feel overtime. bad for not sending you or letting you go. Well, it's just one of those things. It's like, well, OU's going gonna be, we're going to come back from Miami. OU's probably going to uh, beat Clemson, <laughs> and we'll be going to <laughs> Phoenix the, that same week. Yeah. So it's like, why would I drive up to Manhattan on a Monday night? Yeah. Well, it's like, 
we go to every football game, so if there's a classic like there was last weekend, we're going to see it. Sure. But yeah, I, I, you guys, we need to get the thing so you guys can go to Manhattan this year, or to uh, Lawrence this year. Do that. Is that what is that is that a Monday night game or a Saturday? I can't it's, remember. I, I don't even know. I, I have something. Is it first in Norman and then in Man- and then Lawrence second this couldn't, year? I couldn't, couldn't tell you. even tell you that either. All I know is yeah. OU plays the I'm game efforting. tomorrow night. OU plays TCU <laughs> Saturday. We're, we're talking <laughs> basketball, so I have nothing better to do. Hang all on, all I know I is Tuesday night at 8. Sooners have January, a, January 14th. Sooners have a home game Thursday and then don't have another home game till December 21st. They go an entire month without coming back to Lloyd Noble. Yeah, that's wild. Let me and then Saturday, a Saturday 11 a.m. at Kansas. Before we get out of here, I have a question. I have a, I have a conspiracy I want to throw in yes. at the end. Okay, I have a roundtable question. <laughs> it's not even a conspiracy, it's a fact. Before the TCU game, what bowl game are we covering OU in this year? Oh. Sugar. Yeah, i probably Against agree. Against Alabama? Uh, Against Georgia. I would go Georgia, yeah. Against Georgia. Georgia. Yep, that, that's the matchup I'm looking at. And... I, I think that's you think pretty they want to take honestly. Georgia though two years in a row. I think they'd take Georgia over a Tua less Alabama yeah, for sure, true. for sure. But Jalen Hurts versus Alabama would be a draw. I it think would. it would be, but the better game is Georgia, and Georgia fans would travel. I mean, uh, either Although, team would travel. I don't think they they're they're worried about that, and I think that'd be a great game. The All-State Sugar Bowl may push back against Jake from State Farm. So, I don't, you know, we might have to. <laughs> yeah, that's there might true. Be some, yeah, there could be some problems there I hadn't thought about. Like, I, we kind of talked about during the college football playoff talk, but there's a path for you to get to a playoff. There is. They're going to need help, though. They need help. Yeah. They got to win out, obviously. Uh, and, you know, we, we rehashed everything that needs to happen. And crazier things have happened. Like, I don't think it's just absolutely insane to think that Arizona, you know, Oregon turns the ball over three times this weekend, and Arizona State somehow beats them. I don't think that's Didn't just Arizona crazy. Didn't Arizona State just get beat by somebody horrible Oregon last State weekend? Okay. last weekend, 35-34 up in Corvallis. Did they have the Daniels kid? Was he back for that See, game? Because I know he's missed some. Yes. No, I don't believe he. I don't believe that he was back. Uh, and I think that his status going into this weekend is a little bit in question as well. So it's not crazy, but at the same time, I mean. I don't think Oregon's going to get beat by Oregon State or Arizona State. I don't think Utah's going to get beat by um, Arizona this weekend. So it just it's kind of gross. Now I I do want to say just because I've taken some heat for my Jalen Hurts take deservedly. At the same time, I was (laughs) and you're gone. Wow, disconnected. (laughs) Wow, right as he's about to say it. (laughs) I didn't do that. I swear to God. That Jalen Hurts is listening. That's what kind of power this guy has. Usually he automatically reconnects, too. He's probably just talking. Oh, here he comes. <laughs> the, wow, where'd you guys go? The that power of Jalen Hurts. Power of Jalen he was Hurts. monitoring the line, and he cut you Literally. off. Literally. Do you think Tony did that? I think Tony might have cut the line. Oh, that's a good... She, you might check the front yard. She doesn't know how to log on to the internet. You know what I did do, which I, I wish I hadn't <laughs> she done? She clearly does. You guys, I, I blocked her about five weeks ago, and it's the best feeling I've ever had in my entire life. There's the other one besides her... Oh, she's blocked Clo- too. Cleo? Oh, she's blocked too. I don't block people on Twitter. I block both of them. Yeah. Sorry about it, bitches. I don't block anybody. Unless you, oh unless you spam me, I don't block anybody. That's I've started blocking. There's so many promoted tweets on Twitter out there now. I've started blocking companies now. 
getting closer to 2020. Well, I, have you seen the promoted tweet for the guy uh, from T-Mobile? Like, he's been everywhere, the John Legere guy. I don't get that Who's guy. now apparently out of a job. So that's that's Good. amazing. The Sprint guy? He, the no, Verizon to Sprint John, uh, to... Yeah. Was it T-Mobile or Virgin US or something like that? I can't remember. He's like the CEO... And I get him almost every time I open the app. Like he's one of the promoted tweets I see. Richard and now Branson. Now I, I saw something yesterday. No, it's uh, legit, Tom Legere, Legere, yeah, something like that. Doesn't it's, it's a really uninteresting. <laughs> yeah, it piece is. Of, I think what you're trying to say is that Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> what I was, what I was and trying to say. I don't know Epstein what you guys actually heard. The pod. I, I don't know what you guys actually heard. What we I was heard saying nothing. Was, you said we heard Jalen hurts. And you're then about you got to apologize to Jalen or something. Wow! Boom. No, what what I was gonna no this this was me taking credit. I'm patting myself on the back. So Jalen Hurts, I took the heat for that one fairly, completely deserved that heat. But I am the only one that was last week was saying I still saw a path to the playoffs, and everybody was like, no, 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 didn't see. I still I think okay. it's there because shit goes wrong this sure. time of year. Like, yeah, it's there, but happens. it's not just you win out. Like, oh, no, no. You know, that's what Lincoln's sort of still been stressing, just win and mm-hmm. everything takes care of itself. That's not. That's just not I kind of think year. that when he says everything takes care of itself, he that he's insinuating <laughs> this needs to happen, this needs to happen, this needs to happen. But it's not like, it's not crazy. I, I, I agree with yeah. you, Josh. It's not... It's not a. It's not like you would believe on social media. Oh, this season's over. There's this, too many this, teams ahead of them sure. that are guaranteed to lose one way or. You're right, yeah. Bob. Penn yeah. State's going to go down. I mean, like, I, I mean, I don't see any way Penn State beats Ohio State. Like, who cares that, that Penn Penn State is eight and OU to nine? That doesn't matter yep. all this week. If everybody wins, that's supposed to win. There's basically three teams right now, or four teams, I guess technically. Then it's six, that have a seven, chance for that four spot. Yeah, it's six or. What would it be five? Six? It's a. It's possible OU is seven next week if everybody wins. It's supposed to win. Possible they're six, but depending on if they move Alabama behind, you know, Oregon, Utah, and OU, and then Minnesota is going to be there too. But I don't think OU can jump Oregon if Oregon goes undefeated. I just I don't see that path. Like I don't think because that's going to mean. Oregon beats Utah the same weekend, probably a top six, seven Utah yep. by that point mm-hmm. in time, and they're going to drop them to five. I, I don't, I can't get there now. With Utah their athletic Oregon, director being the head of yeah. the committee, and I'm not yeah. sure how far Baylor can get up if they beat Texas and Kansas. They're eleven mm-hmm. and one. I still think they like schools like Florida more than them, no matter yep. what happens with the yep. Bears. Now Utah. I, I I can see that path. Like I can see how they make that case because Utah has no wins. Their loss is probably worse than Oklahoma's. At least it's of a similar level. Um, there's OU's got way more top twenty-five wins. Like there, there's a lot that tells you OU could jump Utah. I just don't see it with Oregon. We found the perfect way to uh, kill uh, watching a women's basketball game on Student Day, which is to do a podcast right in the middle of it. Who's winning? Oh, oh, oh! You're killing them. Take that, Stephen F. Austin. Take that, Sean Clinch. <laughs> one um, more, one more thing. One more conspiracy here. I found this very interesting today. There's a story in the Star Telegram, and with TCU coming to town, I figured right, we would talk about it. Oh, the JFK thing. Is that not wild? That's pretty nuts. 
TCU is responsible for the death of John Fitzgerald Kennedy. That is not true at all. That is 100% true. That is a leap that you have made. TCU (laughs) killed the president. That is a leap that you are making. Explain. In 1963, obviously, the weekend that JFK went to the DFW area, he was going to, it was, it was, uh, I guess there was an idea or it was presented that he should get an honorary degree from TCU. Texas Christian University. The TCU administration or the Board of Regents, whoever, turned him down, which I imagine because he was a Democrat. Is that, I mean, that's probably why, right? Yeah, I would say, yeah. Just back at that time. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't go get the honorary degree, meaning his motorcade was extended, meaning Oswald had time to take lunch to go shoot the president. But... (laughs) Allegedly, quote unquote, allegedly. Otherwise, 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 if he would have gone to get the honorary degree, Oswald it would have been during have the time the that Oswald take would have taken lunch, and he wouldn't have been able to do it because there would have been people at the depository. Because murder would have gotten, he would have gone to work instead of murdered someone. <laughs> Exactly. He would have been responsible That's employee. That's goes a little. <laughs> he would have been responsible enough as employee to only kill people while at lunch. Absolutely. No, 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 no. No, there while everybody people, else was there at lunch. There would have been people would've, on the floor. He would have, he would have been able deal. to shoot from the window. Yeah, now, people would have oh, been that, working on the floor. Okay. That's Josh, the that doesn't explain the other shooter, but that's... For another pod, for another. Uh, I'm day. sorry. There, you think there was just one other shooter? Okay. Yeah. I mean, Eddie, way to, way to go soft on your takes there, buddy. <laughs> Next week we'll go over the third and fourth shooter as well as Building Seven on 9/11. <laughs> All right, uh, that. It is a it, it is a fascinating story though, and I retweeted it this afternoon. If you want to go read it, it's by uh, a guy named things? Bud Kennedy in the Star Telegram. It's an interesting story. Why do you do these I find it fascinating. Right before I have to say the title sponsor though i mean i think anybody that appreciates american history like yourself you said that you have a history oh degree, man use it would, against you would love a fascinating oh. tale about the assassination of a president that could have been prevented by a There's big 12 school a big difference between academic studies of historical events and conspiracy it's theories. not a conspiracy oh this God. is what carrie it's gets a for fascinating story Blake didn't sell out <laughs> lloyd noble all right, that's going to do it for this edition of the... I hope to God that that's going to do it for this edition of I mean, the, in hindsight, don't you think Jacqueline Kennedy would have appreciated if her husband could have got an honorary degree instead of getting murdered? Yes, I do think that Jackie O even in hindsight. would have enjoyed it if her husband had not been murdered. I agree. Do you, like, do you think when she first heard that was a possibility, she's like, this is going to be the worst day ever? Yes! She's like, ugh. You know what? I'm TCU. more of an SMU. I'm, to go to, I'm yeah. more of an SMU gal. Let's not do that. <laughs> so she killed him, is what you're saying? You said it. I didn't. <laughs> Poor Jackie O. She's been through enough. I think Oswald killed him with with the the rifle. Just gonna say that, not TCU. Oh. Uh, that's what the government. That's what the history books would want you to believe. With but. the magic bullet. Like a true historical major. Yeah. Keep denying. All right. uh, That's going to do it for the Mid-First Bank unofficial 40 podcast. Make sure you go check out the website, midfirst.com slash U40. That's midfirst.com slash U40. Sign up for that OU Rewards credit card. Uh, A lot of great deals uh, that go along with that. And go check, check that out at the website. So thanks, maybe, to Eddie. 
Thank you definitely to Bob Persbillo and to Josh McQuistian. Until next week, I'm Kerry Murdoch. We'll see you back here on the Unofficial 40 Podcast from Soonerscoop.com.